0: And to praise God, brothers and sisters, friends, everyone who um, made it to this service, sometimes it's hard to make it to a youth service, you know what I mean? Sometimes stuff comes up, friends ask, you know, to go somewhere, and, and it makes, it takes courage, and it takes um, commitment to say, this is what I'm doing today. I will try to finish on time, Okay. I'm not giving you my word because then I don't want to go back on your word, but I'll try my best. Um, I don't know if you guys, maybe, I mean, both guys and girls, we, we play sports, high school especially, middle school, high school. Um, some have done, like, you know, track, volleyball, soccer, basketball, football, um, I don't know, biking, if that's a sport. And there's, there's this thing about that I've noticed in sports. And I think people who play sports, um, whatever particular sport you play, you'll know it about that sport. Uh, Some sports it's harder. This example might not work. But um, there are um, two different types of people. I mean, there's a lot of different people in sports, but mainly there's people who are good at that sport and people who are not good at that sport. We'll agree with that, right? That's facts. Uh, I'm not. I'm not speaking against anyone here. I'm. I'm pretty. I'm getting worse, progressively worse every year on every every sport that I've played. So I'm, this is not like me trying to boast. But there is something about uh, when someone just joins a sport, and I have this example with biking. When I when I was like, you know, there's this wave of everyone who is, you know, buying bicycles, you know, like uh, road bikes. Um, and so you buy a bicycle. You have to buy like special shoes, special clothes to buy the gloves, you have to buy glasses, helmet, you know, the bike obviously costs a lot, and all the other things that come with it. And I remember buying it, never having done it before, my friends are all doing it, and I'm going, um, I'm going for like the the best, not necessarily the best thing, I'm trying to be like smart about with my money, but I am, now looking back, buying things that are so much more than I really need. I'm a beginner, right? I'm a beginner. I'm not going to need the super fast, fully carbon, uh, uh, is it carbon frame? I don't even know what it's called. Is it carbon? That's the good one, right? Aluminum is not good. Carbon is good. So fully carbon. They're like, do you want just the forks or the whole, I'm like, the whole bike. And people are like, yeah, you want the whole bike. It's lighter. And so I, I buy this bike. You could like raise it up on, you know, with two fingers um, and then, you know, all the things that come with it, fixings to hold your phone and, and you know, for Strava and all the, th- all the things. And then I go biking once, twice, maybe 12 times. And then I don't go biking. And I'm like, you know, I put in so much into this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back into it probably. But I'm not doing it um, often. I'm not good at it. I go with someone who has a worse bike than me, who has worse clothes, worse everything, and they kill me. And they're way deconditioned. They're like, I'm looking at them like a dad of five or something. And I'm like, bro, I'm going to smoke him. This is going to be such an easy ride. And then like 10 miles down down the road. I don't say this, obviously, because I'm humble about it. I just kind of think, think that in my brain. But 10 miles down the road, he's like way ahead of me. And I'm just like sweating but pretending everything's okay. Just tailgating him. Um, it's it, there's there's something about like sports where when you like sometimes in basketball in basketball you see someone like starting with basketball they got like the nice six hundred dollars shoes the two you know hundred dollar like band the the jerseys and everything and then someone else walks in and they're like they just like have some random shorts on like shoes are messed up and the guy with all the fancy clothes like you just see him dribble the ball once and you're like he's never touched the basketball in his life the other guy is like bawling on the court, and he, he's not even, it's not like he doesn't care about his clothes, it's that um, there's, two, there's, there's, there's two different like, people, one, one has the outward appearance and one has the inner abilities, does that make sense? Outward appearance, inner abilities, outward like what you're showing people and inside like what you actually have, the skill that you have, the stamina that you have. That being said, uh, I want to read a place in scripture Genesis chapter 4 verse 2 to 8 and I want to talk about this inner life of ours because as Christians as believers we also have an inner life and we have an outer life and it's so tempting to put on a good show outside and not to take care of the inside. So Genesis chapter 4 verse 2 to 8 let's read it together and let's just talk about it verse by verse. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. We're going to talk about Abel today. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Let's, let's stop. Let's, let's do this. Because we've already read this verse, right? I, I wasn't here, but did you guys, did we read this place of scripture? So we'll just go, verse 2. Later, she gave birth to his brother... Eve gives birth to Cain and Abel and named him Abel, the stories about Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. You see two different brothers with two different jobs. Tell me, please, is being a shepherd better than being a gardener? You know the Bible talks about God being the vine dresser, right There's nothing bad about being a gardener, and there's nothing bad about being a shepherd. David was a shepherd. Job, um, Abel was a uh, a shepherd, so different occupations, both good, and in themselves, these occupations, what you do at work, as long as it's not hurting people, and especially if it's helping people, that's a good deal, just do it, and especially if it makes you good money. But we read in verse 3 and 4, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gifts. Okay, and his gift. Let's think about this. Both are bringing whatever it is that they know how to do best. Does that make sense? Abel brings sheep, or from the first, what does it say? Let's, not to to make anything. Abel brought a gift, the best of the firstborn lambs, from his flock brings the best of his lambs. What does Cain bring? He brings what he works, what he does. He brings plants or and and a lot of people like when I was when I was reading this and this is something I've been thinking about for the last couple of weeks and I just I want us to just talk about this together because I feel like this is very important. And others other people are saying the same exact thing like bro, this is very important for uh, you as a believer, like, they would be telling me before I w- would understand this, like, this is important, Andre, for you to just get it into your head, that it's not about outward appearance, it's about your inner life, and I'm like, it would just fly past me, fly past me. Now, let's, let's talk about this, and let's, let's see that in, in themselves, one is not bringing necessarily a better gift than the other. Although the Bible does say that Abel brings sheep, and everyone's like, well, sheep is just a better uh, lamb, is just a better gift, right? Jesus is like the Lamb of God who comes and, and, to, and dies for the sin of the world. Like, lamb is this perfect sacrifice, yes. And as an analogy, that's, it's a perfect analogy. It's a perfect sacrifice. But did you know that there's an entire chapter in the Bible that talks about plant sacrifices, Leviticus chapter 2, from top to bottom, talks about sacrificing. God commanding the people of Israel, you need to sacrifice, not only lambs, we need to sacrifice grain, salt, flour. Um, there's like pieces of, of special wood that they need to bring. And in fact, salt needed to be on every sacrifice, the Bible says. You couldn't, every sacrifice needed to be um, salted, basically. So there. The, the, the sacrifice of a plant is not a bad sacrifice. God commands the sacrifice. God accepts the sacrifice. Yes, the lamb is more, more of a perfect sacrifice. But um, my, my idea here is that one was accepted. We know the story. One wasn't accepted, not because of their sacrifice. That wasn't the issue. Let's look at what the issue was here. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, verse 5. The Lord accepted Abel. And his gift. Let's read this together. Who did God accept? Abel. And then his gift. Because the gift comes with the person, right? The person's bringing the gift. You can't just accept the person and be like, no, nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't take your gift. You accept the person, you accept the gift. But primarily, who, or first and foremost, who did God accept? It was Abel, right? And who did God reject? Listen to this. Um, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. Cain. Not his sacrifice, but Cain. And a lot, this, is, this is the issue we have. A lot of people think that if I bring a good enough sacrifice to God, if I make it pretty enough, you know, if I just make it nice enough, God is going to accept my sacrifice, What I, my life, because, well, I'm sacrificing this for God. I'm doing this, right? I'm going to church. Aren't I a good Christian? No, you're not a good Christian. How, whoever said that going to church makes you a good Christian? Like, where did you get that? Where did you get that, you know, uh, checking off another box? Whatever box that would be would make you a good Christian. I'm not preaching against church right now. Trust me, I'm not preaching against church. I love going to church. But that's the point, that this is a secondary thing that flows out from the person. Right? And the most important thing, the primary thing, the thing that God always throughout the scripture is going after is after the person. He could care less about the gift. He could care less about the sacrifice. The Bible says the thousand hills with the thousand cattle upon those hills all belong to him. So you take one of those cattle back in the day, you bring it to God, and you're th- you think God is like, wow, another another, you know, piece of cattle for me as a sacrifice, like he's impressed by it? No, it's, it's pleasing to him, of course. It's pleasing if it's done correctly. And there was a whole ritual of how to do it. But God, there's there's, there's actually in the Old Testament, there's places in the Bible where God's like, when people would live one way and bring sacrifices and be like, well, God, we're bringing sacrifices. We're, we're doing all the things on the outside. Don't you, don't you, you know, approve of us? Don't you like us? God's like, I don't need your sacrifice. Literally, there's a place in the Bible, in the Old Testament, God's like, I hate your sacrifices. I hate your sacrifices because the, the sacrifice is showing one thing. The outward appearance is showing one thing. People around you are looking at you and seeing one thing. But the inner life, the life inside, what you do in your room, what you think about when you're in the car, what, whatever's, you know, whatever consumes you, that is different. And that is the thing that God sees. That's the only thing that God sees, because God looks right through us. It's people that look at people, and they can only see what, you know, the other person shows or chooses to show. How I dress, how I talk, how I behave myself, right? That's what you see. That's what you get. You don't see what's really inside of me, but God does. And the truth is, that's the only thing that God cares, is what's inside of me. It's what's inside of you. And so we see in verse 5, the Lord accepts Abel. Able as a person, in his gift, he does not accept Cain in his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Let's think about this together. Cain looked dejected. Basically, Cain, in other translations, he was very, like, um, disappointed. Do you think Cain would be disappointed if he brought something that didn't cost him anything? If he just like, you know, you know, he's like, what do I have here? Cabbage? I'm going to bring this piece of cabbage, and I'm going to, you know, for the glory of God. And he takes it. It's like it's not even the best one. Brings it, and then God doesn't accept it, and he's like all mad about it. You think? Do you really think Cain would be dejected and kill his brother? We know the story. Cain kills his brother because of this. For that? I don't think so. I think Cain tried. Oh, he put on a show. He put on a show, a really good show. And he was probably looking over at Abel, who was bringing his lamb. He's like, bro, blood and, you know, lamb. What are you doing? Look at this. Have you seen how we make, you know, this entire stage beautiful during, um, uh, what's, what's the, Thanksgiving? There's no meat on there. That's, that's all food products. And it looks gorgeous. Bro, that, I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong here. But I think that's what the sacrifice of Cain looked like. It was, boom, in your face. But inside, there was nothing. That was the issue. And so when God rejects Cain and fire or whatever comes down onto Abel's sacrifice, Cain's like, bro, he just doesn't get it. He's like, what is going on? I, I'm, I did everything. I put in so much effort. And this is what God accepts exactly. Because God wasn't accepting your sacrifice. God was accepting you as a person. And you were not accepted by God because you as a person are not right before him. And Abel, your brother, is. Does that make sense? Verse 6, 7, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. There you go. If, <laughs> look at this. God's not saying, oh, Cain, bro, did you not get the memo? It's, it's animals that I want. No, God doesn't go after the sacrifice. God goes, God deals with the problem when he speaks to Cain. He goes, if you do what is right, you will be accepted. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at your door. Like, what is God even talking about? Sin? We're we're talking about two sacrifices. Where does sin come into this plate? That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's all about sin. It's all about the inner life. It's all about the things that people don't see but that God sees. It's all about what you want with God on a personal level. The problem is in the heart. Not necessarily the sacrifice. Christianity is not about checking boxes only. Or actually, it's not about checking boxes at all. It's about your relationship with God. First John 3.12 says, We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Let's, let's think about this. Let's read. What does John say? Why did he kill him? Because, because Cain did, had been doing what was evil. And his brother had been doing what was righteous. Listen, youth, I don't want to put anyone down today. I'm not trying to, like, you know, put, like, psychological pressure. I'm I'm trying to talk about the hope of Jesus Christ here. The fact that God is not interested in our outward performance as much as he is interested about our inner life should bring us hope. Because some of us, frankly speaking, like me, we're not as talented as others. We're not as cool as others. We're not as good with people as others. We're just not there on every single level. But that's the point. God is not after that. God made you. God knows who you are. God is after your heart. And if you give your heart in the way that you can give your heart to God, it doesn't matter how that looks, as long as it's pure and genuine. You give your heart to God. And that could be through fellowship, through prayer, through reading Bible or Christian literature. But just trying to get closer to God. Saying, God, I want to understand you more. I want to love you more. Listen, God will accept you. And all the fighting, all the trying, you trying to be the better version of you, all of that will just fade away because you will experience what God wants you to experience. And that is being accepted by him. Do you want to be accepted by God today? I do. I want God to accept me. I want to experience God's approval. I want to feel in my heart that God says, Andre, I like what you did there. No one saw that. No one cares about you, but I like what you did there. That's what happened to Abel. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go down to the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. If you don't deal with the root problem of an unregenerate heart, the darkness inside of you will eventually consume and destroy everything around you. You have to deal with it today. You have to deal with it now. You have to deal with it when you're a young person. Before you've gotten too deep into whatever it is that you can get into or that you're already in. You have to deal with it now. You have to run to Jesus today. And today is a day where Jesus is holding his arms wide open, accepting every person coming to him. Hebrews 11:4 says, "It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable sacrifice offering to God than Cain did." Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval uh, God showed approval of his gifts. I want to pray with us today, and I want us to pray about this this one thing. Every one of you is going through something personal right now. Some of you are going through the toughest time in your in your lives right now. And nobody else knows that you're going through, you know, the toughest time in your life. And if you tell someone, they'll laugh at you because they won't understand you. But every person has their own toughness that they're going through, own hardships, own problems. Hear hear me out. God will bless you in whatever it is that you're worried about. God will protect you. God will heal you. God will deliver you. God will give you what you're praying for if it's according to his will. But my challenge to you today is seek the face of God personally. It has to be on a personal level. Church, Christianity, you know, what we do here, it's not about the outward appearance. It's so easy to get caught up in that. It's not about that. It's about you in your personal time with God. Time spent in the church. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but this this is my... my kind of understanding church time in the church does not count towards this does not count towards this because when you're in church you're always surrounded by other people and you're always supposed to act in a certain way church is awesome and we need to do more church we need to go to church more and when your inner life is good you will run to church you will want to live in church you want for them to make rooms in church and to sleep in church literally but The thing that matters is your personal devotion, your personal walk with God. The thing that nobody else sees, that is what God cares about. That is what's going to earn your approval before God. And if you have that in your life, may God bless you and strengthen you. If you don't, today is the day when that needs to happen. Let's stand, let's pray. And today, if anyone wants God to open himself up in a new way, and for you to... uh, get closer to him. You can come right now and pray. Here up front or where you are, you can pray right now, and we'll pray with you. Sometimes it takes a decision, like, no, I'm going to search for God now. I'm going to try as hard as I can. There's a lot of things happening in my life. Don't think about the sins, the addictions that you have to fight with. First, seek God, okay? First, seek God, and everything else will follow. So we're going to be praying right now and i'm going to ask that every single person prays and asks god i want to get you know to know you more in my private room i want to get you know know you better in my private room i want to understand you i want to love you